So Vito. Yeah, what's up, man? Said so you don't really like going to Razzles. No, <laughs> no. Razzles is not the place for me. I'm not a big fan of clubs. Razzles is a local nightclub. All the kids go to. I would honestly say yes. The kids go to. They're the like 14 and under. Oh jeez. Yeah, you would think they would ID, but they don't really care. Yeah, not really, huh? I guess we shouldn't post this online, so. Chip would care to hear it. <laughs> Why? He's a deputy of police. Yeah, but it's like, it's Razzles, it's not us. I just don't want to get anybody in trouble. Uh, it's, it's very noble. Like, I don't want them to get in trouble, but can't help it sometimes. Sometimes it's the law. <laughs> it's the law. It's, like, you just They're going to get caught... Either way, right? At some point, yeah. I would think so. Some crazy mom was telling me the other, other day that she was the reason why one of the clubs in Daytona got shot shut down. Really? Yeah. Like, she got kicked out one night and got so mad that she actually went back and, like, filed all these, like, complaints about what they were doing in the bathroom, such as drugs and, like, the things they would do with their dancers, illegal dances and... Wow. Yeah, and she was the reason. It was the one most recent. I just forgot the name of it. I want to say, like, Chip Chippendales. I think that's what it was called. Really? Down on uh, Beachside. I didn't actually know that place. Strip club, right? I think so. Yeah. It was like a nightclub. Like, four strippers, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> All the strippers off their shifts. Chippendales. Yeah, they go, I don't know. Get in their chipmunk costumes. Start dancing. Well, so, uh, what have you been up to, man? Since, so, we, the last podcast we recorded two days ago, there's been, like, a whole day and a half. What have you been up to? Nothing. I, honestly, all I've done was just go to the gym. Yesterday, all I did was go to the gym, I played Fortnite, and then I went to work. And I worked until 2 o'clock in the morning. So, yesterday was just kind of, like, a calm and collective day. So that I could be prepared for closing. Mm-hmm. And it fucking sucked because I was up until like 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I woke up super early. Just naturally. You just woke up early because like I just, it's I just, cycle. Yeah, I automatically just wake up early. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was you yesterday? That was it. And then today, nothing. I'm off. Yeah, I've literally been doing like even less than that. <laughs> I've been just sitting around, like, all yesterday, just didn't leave my house at all. Why? Just sat around. Because, like, starting Monday, I'll be doing so much shit that I know I'm not going to be able to, like, switch off. So mm-hmm. I'm just taking advantage of this time where I have, like, no obligations. Okay. But I can just fully shift off. It actually ends tomorrow, Sunday, but Monday for sure. So... Taking advantage of the leisure time and uh, being a bum, pretty much. And moving. I've been moving shit, but that's not really a lot of work. Moving out of this house down the street to another house and then moving again 
Is it a nice it. house? It's, I mean, it's pretty, pretty nice house. It's got a hanger on the back. That's like a really different kind of thing because we have a lot of shit that we're storing over there. And since the plane isn't in the hangar right now, it's just like so much room for storage. Mm. It's insane. Now, do you oh you just have one of those really giant places to store the uh, plane, or no, are you guys connected to the? It's on the house. Okay. Like people in that neighborhood have hangers like as their back garage, and then they have a garage in the front, kind of a thing. Okay, and it's just big enough for a plane. <clears throat> yeah, I've driven through there. I just never seen. Not the, all the houses have it. Yeah, I haven't seen the actual houses connected to the hangar. Oh, okay. But I've seen like little. Well, not little, but big buildings actually just holding the planes. I've just never seen how they... Yeah, so people without the hangers on the back of their house uh, have to do that sort of one of those. Because everybody that has a hangar has to have like a taxiway for the plane behind Mm -hmm. the house so they can drive to the airport. Okay. And not every house has a taxiway behind it, so... Isn't that crazy? It's fucking cool. John Travolta used to live in that neighborhood like... Man, like a decade ago or something? Yeah. He got kicked out because his plane was too loud, right? Too many complaints? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. I actually don't know. Is that true? That could, that could be really funny. Rumor, probably. His planes are too loud. And now I've seen a picture of his house, like, now. And he's got planes, like, in his driveway. Yeah. Right there. And he probably did that just to, like... That's pretty crazy. Screw you guys for kicking me out. <laughs> yeah. He landed that. Naiva, it's crazy to think about those people though. Like to have enough money to just buy a plane and to fly wherever, whenever. Yeah. Whereas I like struggle to get in my car and pay for the gas. Yeah, and the gas of a plane. That's a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I don't understand. Like people just have jobs like that. Yeah, a lot of the people in that neighborhood though have like puddle hopper planes. It's like. Okay. Furthest you could drive is like, most of them could not drive east to west coast. Fly east to west coast. Okay, yeah. They'd have to like stop and refuel. Um, couldn't do it straight, so they're not massive planes. It's fun. It's it's creepy though. When I first moved here, I was always shocked that they would allow people to fly their personal planes like above the neighborhoods because mm. it's all neighborhoods around here, and. Um, Especially because people crash often. Like, it's yeah. like once a month or every two months maybe, there's a news crew, like, at that neighborhood. You can see it driving by. It's like a bunch of news fans. And you're like, oh, somebody fucking crashed. And I'll ask, I'll ask Mike. Um, he's like, yeah, some guy, like, did a backflip taking off. <laughs> Dead. That's my, fucking uh, crazy. sister's boyfriend died. Her, no. My sister's boyfriend's father died oh, in a plane so crash. Sad. That's yeah. fucked up. I uh, I knew a family I knew really well. The son was flying with his dad in a plane for Father's Day, yeah. and he was piloting the son. And they like the fuel gauge supposedly read like full, but it was empty. And they like mm-hmm. took off and then nosed up, dove, and his father died and he lived. It's crazy, right? That's awful. Weren't you in a plane crash? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. more like a plane accident. <laughs> How was that? What happened? Uh, I never really got the full details on it. I just knew you were in one. Yeah, it was... 
So it was more like an accident. We were we flew to my hometown, Auburn, in Alabama, mm-hmm. using Mike's plane because it's just way better than driving. And on the way back, the landing gear motor, like they drops the landing gears out of the plane, uh, jammed up. Mm. So the landing gear didn't come down like we were coming in to land. <laughs> we, he noticed because the light uh, didn't switch on, the landing gear was down. Um, so we flew over like the New Smyrna Beach Airport because we were about to land in his neighborhood. And he was like, oh, the, the landing gears aren't coming down. We flew over the New Smyrna Beach Airport and we confirmed like the tower there. They are like, yeah, you don't have any wheels down because we figured there might have been like at least one. Mm-hmm. Um and there was this manual crank inside the plane to, like, manually crank open the gear. And it was – I was in the back seat. So it's a four-seater plane, two in the front, two in the back. Um, I was in the back seat with his with his five-year-old son, and the crank is right there on the back seat floor. So it's my fucking job. <laughs> so just to paint the picture, we're flying in, and a storm is coming in from the ocean oh when we're God. flying in. So it's getting really fucking cloudy. We have to fly – like, beneath the clouds, because we had to see, like, you know, where we could land and shit. Um, or when we were getting the landing gear figured out initially. Uh, but there's a storm coming in, and he, like, I can tell something's wrong, but he's not communicating. He's, like, really focused. He's, right. like, he's like that's not good. He's, like, he's on the radio with the airports, and I can just hear it in my own headphones. I can hear him talking to, like, people through the radio. So he's not saying anything to us, but he's like, he's like, all right, New Smyrna Beach, I'm going to fly over. Can you tell me if I get any landing gear stuff? <laughs> and then after they were like, no, I was like, is something wrong? He's like, yeah, you see that crank down there? <laughs> he was so calm. It was crazy how calm he was flying. <laughs> this is Mike. Um, I was like, is there a problem? He was like, yeah, you see that crank down there? Can you try to crank that uh, clockwise? The landing gear isn't coming down. And that should release it. If you give it, like, three full cranks around. So I get out of my seat because it's, like, I needed to get leverage on it. And I couldn't even sit down. And I'm, like, bend over to the ground where the gear was. And I'm trying to push this. This thing was so fucking jammed. <laughs> it was so hard to push. I got it around, like, one time. And I was struggling. Like, my face is, like, I was putting so much effort into this thing. Thinking it was going to save my life or something like that. Because I started to get freaked out. So he, as soon as he was, like... We need to drop the landing gear manually, and it's your job. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, we could die right now. So I was cranking this thing really hard. It wasn't budging. And while I'm down there, like, bent over, facing the ground, trying to crank this thing, there's storms outside. Like, at this point, we're in the clouds because we're flying over the ocean, just so we're not over land in case something bad happened. Um, he's tilting the plane back and forth to try to knock the landing gear loose. So I'm bent over looking at the floor, standing, pushing with all my might on this crank, not getting any progress, like freaking out. And he's tilting the plane side to side. And all out the window was clouds. I started to get so fucking sick. I was like, I had to sit down and I was like, all right, I'm dead. (laughs) I can't do it. I came to terms. I was like, all right. But it was only for a split second. I was like, I sat down. I was like, I'm too nauseous. Like, if I'm going to die, I need to just chill. Um, and he was like, it's fine. It's just jammed. Like, oh my you, God. you probably can't get it. And he was like reaching back trying to do it himself. Like, it was, this thing was completely stuck. Um, so 
He's still not saying. He still hadn't explained anything to like my mom or his son because he didn't want to freak anybody out. Like his son had no idea what was going on. His son's like sitting there, super chill. The plane's rocking back and forth, just chilling pretty much. And then uh, he's like talking to Daytona Airport over mm. the radio, so I can hear it. His son can't because he switches off his son's thing so he can sleep. Um, and he's like, we're going to have to crash in there. And they're like, all right, we're going to have the fire marshals down there, like all this shit, right? They're like ready for us to come in and like burn up in flames. Oh, my God. And then he looks back at everybody or like looks at my mom and Luke and even me. And he's like, all right, this was about to happen. <laughs> we're going to open the door of the plane and then we're going to turn off the engine and just glide in and like land this plane on its belly. And at this point, the sun, the sun was setting. It's like 7 o'clock or something like that. The sun is setting, so we have to do it now. We couldn't like wait to try to get it loose because we didn't want to do it at night. Storm is coming in. It was like this ominous view of like we're flying in. The sun is setting in the west, like across from us. And it's all these fucking storm clouds around us, oh right? God. And I was like, all right, we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the door, like the passenger door to the plane. So all this wind's like flying in. Oh, my god! And it's this cold air. <laughs> what and he turns the engine off. So you hear nothing but the air, like, whistling through the fucking open door. And it's that ominous view, like, sunset, thunderstorm, crazy shit. And I immediately, like, in that moment, I was so present and so, like, okay, <laughs> this shit's about to happen. Like, I, like everything became super real. Um, I wasn't really scared at that moment, either. Like, as soon as the plane door opened, I was, like, no longer scared. Um, but, yeah, then we just landed... Like, on the belly of the plane. It was, like, it was actually no big deal. <laughs> landed, he landed it perfectly. Uh, it was like, so there was a bunch of sparks. Like, you could smell the, the plane burning. You just getting this smell of, like, this smell of burning metal, pretty much. Hmm. And it's loud as shit, and it's really long. Like, you're just, like, sliding in. You can feel the planes, like, sliding back and forth. Like, hmm. it's not on wheels. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> Oh, your mother. We stopped. Dude, my mom, after he was like, all right, this is about to happen, about to crash land, she looked back at me, and her eyes were like, oh, fuck. Like, this is scary. Like, she was really freaked out. And that kind of made me, like, le weirdly enough, like, that kind of made me less freaked out. Because it was like, it's not it's not helpful if we're all freaking out. And to me, to Mike's credit, the entire time, he just super calm. He was mm -hmm. like, all right. We're about to open the door, and then I'm just going to land it on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's probably never, like, wanting to go on a plane again. Uh, yeah, she hasn't flown because that plane's been in the shop. So she's been in, she's been in commercial airplanes. She hasn't oh, flown in small ones. Yeah, she's not freaked out about those. And I don't oh, even really? think she's freaked out about small. I'm personally more comfortable flying with him because I know he's a good pilot and that he could land that shit. Like, when we got out... All the fire, mar the fire marshal and, like, all the airport people were like, damn, that was a good job landing. And I was talking to one of the firefighters. He was like, yeah, most people probably would not land that shit. <laughs> they would have, like, hit it. Because you have to land, like, level to the ground, right? Like, if you landed, like, a little bit, like, one side too much first when you're landing on the belly, you could, like, flip the plane over because mm. you're not on wheels. It's not catching the friction. You're sliding. So... Yeah, but it wasn't. That like, could have been so bad. It did kind of give me a, a perspective of like, <clears throat> like shit. This is like I could have died. <laughs> you can go at any moment. Yeah, like That's I bad. almost it almost kind of like because it wasn't 
I wasn't so freaked out about dying that, like, I didn't have a near-death experience. Like, it wasn't like, oh, shit, I got really injured, because I was fine. I just walked up, I walked away from it. But it kind of gave me this perspective that if I did have a real near-death experience, like, thinking I was dead, like, there's no hope. Because even when in the plane, it was like, there's a chance that we don't just die immediately. Um... Like, if I was in a bad accident and, like, in the hospital or something like that. Mm-hmm. That perspective, I feel, would completely change your life. Like, just the perspective of, like, I could have just died. It was so likely that I died that everything that I'm doing now is extra. Right. Because I was so close to dead. Like, I could look at all this shit as, like, this is just extra life now because... Like, all that shit I was doing before, I'm just okay, dying here in my life, right? That's pretty cool. So, it's a different perspective. I don't, I don't have that, but I could see how one could get there with, like, an actual close to dying. Have you ever had anything like that? Like, a bad accident or... <clears throat> Personally, no. Like, I've never been to the point near death. I mean, the worst thing that's ever happened was my appendix got inflamed and I had to go have surgery, but nothing big. My little sister did I that. I feel that's brutal. It was painful. It was very painful. Like, I was in the hospital, and it was just... It hurt? I just couldn't... I was like... Yeah, I've heard of... I had a buddy that collapsed. Is that what happened to you? No, I was kind of just... It's weird. Once a year, I usually always got sick. Uh And I would, like, get sick so bad, I would end up in the hospital. And it would always happen, but, like, the... Maybe two years ago, it was really bad. And I was like, I couldn't even get out of my bed. Like, I finally, like, got up. And then my friend's mom picked me up from my house because I couldn't even, like, I was like, I need to get picked up. I called my friend, like, crying, saying, like, I need to get picked up. And so you were just like, getting sick all the time? Yeah. No, no, once a year. It once was a weird. year. Once a year, I'd get really bad. And, really bad. And finally, when I was, like, when I got to the hospital, they kind of, like, checked me out. And they were like, oh, your appendix is inflamed. We're going to, like, do surgery right now. Is that what was making you sick of you? That's what they. That's what they said. I haven't got sick. Since. That's so weird that we have that organ, the appendix. Um. Well, what I learned last semester was actually that the appendix could be the shriveled up version of the cecum. Do you know what the cecum is? What's the cecum? So the cecum is a. It's basically more found in like animals that are that the only plants like vegetarians. So lots of fibrous foods, it like helps break down the fibrous food where as we don't really have that feature to like pick up twigs and kind of just eat it naturally. And it, they claim as theory that it's the cecum, like the appendix is just a shriveled up cecum that gave us that ability to break down those foods because we've been so carnivorous lately in the past generations of meat consumption. Yeah. And like decades and decades of just mass amounts of food. So, I wonder with that, did, did we, like, initially, were we just mostly plant eaters? Most likely. And then we kind of started to transition more to meat when we could actually learn how to hunt. And, like, because initially we were, like, we weren't super smart. I mean, probably before humans, but before humans, like, we might not have been smart enough to hunt masses of deer and shit like that. No, and we weren't even smart enough to cook it. Yeah, so I we were mean, probably eating like leaves and fucking maybe twigs, bananas. Like I don't. I honestly don't doubt it. I fruit. really don't. On the religious standpoint, the Bible actually does say. I think in the Corinthians, 
we there's enough vegetation on this earth for us to survive on. Don't kill the animals you thrive with. Like I'm pretty sure it's something at that yeah point, and it's just weird, you know, because it's true. Look, we can constantly grow vegetation. Why kill off an animal? But Unless I, it was a threat. I do think that modern humans, like today, most people are the healthiest with meat in their diet. I think there are some people yes. today that it's easy for them to be really healthy on pure, like, vegetarian or vegan. Um, but I think it's hard to do for the average person yeah. to be healthy on that diet. It's, it's actually not healthy because of, um, I know a big one's iron deficiency. When you don't consume the meat, it's, like, really hard to take in iron. Yeah, a lot of vitamins and minerals that you get from animal products easily, uh, like B12, for example, I'm pretty sure somebody, I mean, if anybody listens to this could correct me. Right, but... um, (laughs) But I'm pretty sure, like, for meat eaters, a lot of your B12 comes from the meat and stuff like eggs and and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and there's not really a lot of B12 in plant stuff. It's kind of like an animal molecule, I suppose. Right. And just in my experience, I feel the best when I'm eating low-carb, like high meat and fat diet. Right. Like nuts and stuff, but like if it's just nuts, I don't feel good because nuts are actually pretty inflammatory to your guts. Like it's actually not good to eat a whole bunch yeah, of nuts. Yeah, that's actually – I did a – a big seed diet, like I try to at least, mm-hmm. and I read. I started to research it while doing it, because um, I noticed actually, I don't know when I pooped, it was like super seedy, yeah. and I would be like, I would actually be like, I don't know if this is healthy. So I looked it up, and it actually said if you consume like mass amounts, it could actually like tear up your esophagus, your stomach, and your intestines because like you're just eating seeds that. Aren't totally broken down and just cutting. They have hard shells. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing with pretty much all nuts and seeds. Like it's good; they're healthy in in the proper doses. But if you eat too much of them, like it actually starts to inflame you. So if you're doing something like a ketogenic diet, a lot of your calories have to come from stuff like meat and oils and stuff like that. Yeah, because you can't can't just eat a bunch of nuts. What did you do for keto? Like, what were your exacts on how you went um, about it? I went, I would eat, like, I'm on it right now. So, what I do is, in the morning, I eat eggs, an avocado, and, like, a bowl of nuts, like, mixed nuts. Like, walnuts and almonds and pecans and sometimes other stuff. Like, whatever's on sale, like, the staple is almond, and then whatever's on sale, I just, like, throw in there. Okay. Um, and I cook my eggs. So, that... So that right there has no carbs pretty much. Like the most is probably in the avocado and that's very low in sugar. Um, so it's a lot of it's a lot of fat because especially I cook my eggs and a bunch of coconut oil. Not really. And that's just pure saturated fat, Correct. like oil. Great choice. And it's it's good dude. It has no flavor, it just adds calories. And honestly with that breakfast and coffee, like, I won't be hungry for hours. Like, something about eating low-carb, I just don't get hungry. Like, I guess just because that fat stays in your system for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that when I cheat, because it's not like I'm, like, I don't I don't torture myself. Like, if I'm, like, every two weeks, like, around grilling out, 
burgers or something, I'm going to eat a burger. But uh, when I do, like the next day, I'll be super fucking hungry. Like I have a pit in my stomach hunger because of that insulin spike. So like it spikes me and then when I come down, it's like I get all this fucking hunger because there's a... What's the opposite hormone of insulin? It's like... um, Something with a G. Damn, I wish I could remember that right now. Um, Gyron? No. Got like something like that. Guile? Guile. It's something... <laughs> I'm thinking like something Gyra. like Guile. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but it's like, the, it's like the hormone that is the opposite of insulin. So insulin um, raises your... Or reduces your blood sugar, right, by converting, like, taking all the sugar that's in your blood and transporting it into muscle. This other one does the opposite. It's when you're hungry, it takes the sugar from your body cells back into your bloodstream um, and sends signals to your stomach to be hungry, pretty much. Right. So, when you're hungry, that kicks up, or when you have low insulin, rather. And it makes you hungry. Right. So if you're eating low carb, then you don't have the insulin just just like spiking down. Like when you're eating high fat, your insulin is pretty constant. And it's at a good level. Uh, Your insulin levels and your blood sugar and stuff. Because you're not eating the refined carbs that can immediately spike your blood sugar levels. Which makes your insulin go out of whack. Which makes the equilibrium like balancing effect, the opposite hormone... Have a crazy effect, and I'm more hungry, and you eat more, and you know every time you do that cycle, your cells are all getting more resistant to the hormone. Right. Well, uh, going back to keto, what do you do for lunch? Like what's your? Uh, I usually so because I'm not really hungry, I won't really eat a lunch. If I am hungry, which is unusual, I'll just eat. Like a little bit of nuts. Like if I if I do get hungry around lunchtime, usually a handful of nuts will tie me over because I just had so much fat in the morning that I'm not hungry. And then for dinner, I just eat a shitload of meat and some vegetables. Okay. Yeah. And how many pieces today? How many steak? I've had like a pound. Of <laughs> That's crazy. Today. But it is just because at your I, I cooked like right before you came here. I cooked the steak. Oh my god. And it was such a big steak. I've been buying top sirloin, which is a cheap cut, and it's always on sale. But I really like it. And it's a, like they sell them in packs of like pounds and a half mm. for like five dollars on sale. Oh, right. Publix. Oh really? Yeah. So like I went and got two packs of that shit today. It's like three and a half pounds of meat, and I just cooked one of the packs. And it costs like five bucks for. Mm. I never even find myself going out food shopping. Shit, like calories. If yeah. I'm ever eating, I'm like fast fooding it, or I'm nice. I'm mostly at my house, but if I'm like going out to eat, you like, I mean, I'll probably stop by Walmart and pick up like a can of something. But mm-hmm. you'll ne- like, I never go out and buy ingredients like that. Yeah, like you're buying like individual pieces to a meal. Yeah, like I do all the grocery shopping in this house. It's pretty like I pretty much have been living alone for the past. Two years. So, like, when, really? when there needs to be more groceries, I don't fucking get groceries. Right. So, did your mom leave you a card? Uh, you well, what's that? How does that work? She, I have a card, but, um, used to be, like, when we didn't have as much money, I would just buy the groceries because I was working. Okay. 
Now though, since you know things are better, and I actually just quit my job, she just repays me for groceries. Oh really? Yeah, so that's crazy. I just like show her a receipt, and she usually gives me like even more than what I bought. Because for actually a while, like I bought all the groceries with like my salary. Like I didn't buy anything for myself. Like I was just like <laughs> all of my wages were like groceries, like household shit. All right, like, where'd you work? Uh, I worked at two places. I worked at this local storage company, Allboard Storage, as a, uh, started out as like an internship, it was a paid internship, um, at their management office for all their storage depots, which was really cool because I learned a lot of business shit, and another part of that job is I was a manager at their flea market that I would, I have to go to like in the mornings on the weekend, like I would have to get up at 4.30 Friday, Saturday, Sunday to go to this flea market because it opened at like vendors are starting to get there at six. So my question to you is why out of all jobs did you choose those two? A storage company and a flea market. So we go for the same company. Uh, they pay they you just, good? They just own they they were paying me well. I also just knew the like owner really okay. well. And I really just wanted to learn. Like and that's and that's when he got me the jobs. He was like, Alright, I'm gonna start teaching you stuff. So you got me jobs over to learn. Like at that flea market, I learned a lot of business management shit. Like I was able to, they just showed me openly like every little part of the business and I would run it by myself on days. So I learned a lot of shit and it was a pretty big flea market. Like they move a lot of money through that place and it's all cash and you're dealing with people like people maybe trying to scam you, maybe stealing shit on the property. Like I would have to call the cops like often. It was crazy. Yeah, I learned a lot of shit on that job and I would always have to deal with (laughs) People would be like, she fucking pushed her table closer to me and she's in my space. And I have to go out there and like solve problems. So, oh, so wait, he just owned the area for the flea market and people had different stands? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, so the way he did it is he bought the property, the land, built the flea market, and then people rent tables daily. Okay. It's like an old school flea market. Like, there's just tables out there and it's like, you come into the window, pay for your table, and you set your shit up. Like, <laughs> Call the cops on a daily basis. Oh, my God. Mindy's back. Not on a daily <laughs> basis, but like at least once a weekend. And and my other job on top of that was being a tutor at Daytona State College. Right. So I started doing supplemental instruction, which is like those tutor classes for college algebra. And then I did it for chemistry. And then I just quit all that shit. Like, I quit the storage one and the flea market one first. Like, two weeks later, I quit my tutoring. Just because, like, you were ready to enjoy the summer? Or what was going down? Yeah, it's like I was saying about, like, what I've been up to recently is I realized, like, I really don't, like, this is my chance to chill. Because once I start, like, starting this next week, like, I'm just going to be moving. And once I'm in that mode, like, when I was working and going to school, like, I was so much in the momentum of working that in my spare time, I would just be working. Like, I didn't have any momentum the opposite way. And I, and it was, that's not like that's a good thing because it'd be hard for me to chill. Like, I'd start to get stressed out. And that's why I got into meditation and shit. Like, that's the whole reason I started to get into, like, meditation was, like, chill the fuck out. (laughs) No, dude, I feel you. I feel you. I, uh... Dude, I work like forty hours a week. Yeah, school. Yeah, you stuff. work a lot. Yeah, that's I that's work, one thing. That's yeah. one thing about you that I was kind of like, uh, 
like when I first met you, we were kind of just acquaintances. Yeah. I started to like learn more about you just from like past passing conversations. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, oh, this, this guy could be a good person to be friends with was that you're actually working like hard. Like people and at work and at school, because I know a lot of kids I meet at school, especially at DSC, it's a community college. Um, I just would meet a lot of people that didn't put any work into their classes or some outside job or pretty much anything. Like, just no responsibility. Like I've seen it. I've seen tons of it. Did minimal work at school just to pass kind of thing. Right. It's just, that's um, all based on mindset. Yeah. I always made it like, uh, like the days I had school, which was like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would mm-hmm. be there from probably 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Really? Yeah. And it's because, one, my class started at 8, and two, I would just be there studying or reading. I spent a lot of time in the library actually reading my That's textbooks. Cool. And I noticed my like first semester where I was really into reading textbooks, I was there for hours on end understanding material. See, that kind of conscientiousness <clears throat> is what I believe is a big predictor of success. Oh, yeah. Like being smart and being conscientious and this economy is a really big predictor of success. Um, Which, like when I was doing a full load and I had like labs and shit and I was working and any time I wasn't working, like it was always after class, I would just chill at DSC and study, like what you were saying. I didn't really ever go to the library, but you know those study rooms in the science building? Mm -hmm. I would just go in there and like work on shit. No, um, honestly, I went to the library because of the least distractions. Yeah. Like, I noticed when I started going to the ASC, there was a lot of commotion, and a lot of people I knew, I had to deal with a lot of that. They there is, yeah, so, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I would go and hide myself because I know my personality. It's, like, very hard for me not to, like, spark conversation or to be involved. So yeah. So, it's kind of like, I kind of was like, okay, Vito, go to the library. You uh-huh. need to actually accomplish something. And I had to deal with that. Tell me what you were talking about earlier when it came to like stress levels. I definitely experienced that too. I definitely experienced um, like high amounts of stress, especially at working. Because uh, some days I was like going to school super late at night. I remember my lab was told like 1050 mm. or like 950 something. That's One rough. Of the, yeah. And I had to be up at 6 a.m. for work. And it got to the point where like it was just back to back early shifts and I just couldn't do it. So it was just, I like got to the point like at work where I actually was like broken down and I was like, I need a second. Like I need to actually like bounce back and relieve my stress. Yeah. Sometimes it's just balancing, like having enough time to get any amount of chill in. Right. Like I never had it where maybe I had it for like two weeks where it was just that my work obligations, like my job and my school was back to back to back working. Yeah, I think that was like chemistry two in the summer with the job is what is well, that? That's where you that's actually where you that was like that, buddy. <laughs> that was like ten weeks rather. Sorry, in in the summer. But okay. the other times it was like I was working really hard during the week and usually on the weekends. But I would have spaces of time somewhere within there where I could chill, but I couldn't chill. Like I would. Be like at home like this and be like, all right, I got four hours before I have to go to bed and I would just be doing shit. 
Like, I didn't know how to just, like, all right, I'm going to relax now. It was always, like, mm. because that momentum of working was still there, it was, like, I couldn't just stop. And that's when I was really into the gym. Like, I would just go to the gym. And that's what I kind of realized it is for me is momentum. And I think Once you're in, moving, you'll just continuously go. In whichever direction. Right. I feel like that. when I'm really chilling, then I build a momentum on chilling and it's actually hard to start working hard. Right. And it's really easy to just chill all day, which is what I am in right now. And I'm fully embracing it because I know that I'm not going to have this like anytime soon. I probably will have no chill. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed was when you when I had that momentum you're talking about now during the school year, I was stressed out. But now that I'm in the point like of the summer of not doing anything but work, and I'm just like some days I'm just lollygagging and just sitting around. I've noticed that I'm actually so bored that I'd rather put myself back in that situation. That's why I'm so excited for school because I'm like so tired of not doing anything and being like non-productive. Me playing Fortnite is just aggravating. I like turn okay. it on. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like try to enjoy this, and then boom, it's off. That that's the exact experience I would have yeah. when I was in the momentum of working. It's it ridiculous. Like, it because I would think rationally. I have four hours. I need to chill the fuck out. Right. And I would maybe go play a video game or something like that, hang out with friends. And the entire time in my head, I would be just like. Almost just so much not enjoying it. Yeah. Like it was worse. Like, like I got to do something else. I got to yeah. do something productive. It felt awful. I, that's how I feel like every day now. Like I'm just yeah. waiting for school. Like it's so weird. I found myself this semester so well prepared. Like the previous semesters, dude, I was signing up like a day in a, before class started. Yeah. But I, wow. I for real, dude. No McDonald's, wonder you had that 1050 lives. Yeah. Like seriously, like McDonald's. Uh, they give away a scholarship each semester or like half a semester, something like that, like yeah. once a year. And I found myself always ref- like trying to apply for that scholarship like maybe a week before school started. So I was putting money on my card and then when I got the money in the mail, I would just pay the card off. But uh, this semester, it's already, I've already applied. It's already in the mail. I've already signed up for all my classes. I'm ready. Like I've noticed I'm so much more scheduled and like I got to get this done and I do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I woke up two days ago. I woke up at 10 o'clock in the morning. I brushed my teeth and went and cleaned my car. And I'm not saying just any old like spray down soap done. I'm, I detailed cleaning with those Clorox wipes, Oh, like cool. wiping down every, and it was weird. And then I like, I was like, I have to go to the gym. And when I get to the point where Something's in my head just saying, I got to do it. I got to do it. Instead of me fighting myself, like my body procrastinating, I kind of just get in my head. I'm like, you got to do it now. So then I like, what I do is I ride my bike to the gym, three miles there, three miles back. And once I'm there, I'm like, okay, I'm on the bike. I have to keep going. I just, since I'm already on the bike, I just got to go. So I ride. Whereas it's harder for me to get in my car and go. Whereas if I'm on the bicycle, I'm like, I've already started like, Right. Let's get going. That that mentality of like I'm already on the bike, I'm gonna fucking ride. Right. Is such a good mentality to adopt. Like if you're gonna do it, then fucking do it. Exactly. Like, don't don't ever half ass anything. Exactly. Like obligation or not. And that's kind of the that's why that's that's what I was saying about you actually try at school, like right. you're actually working hard and being conscientious. 
the people that aren't doing that, who are like, they have to do school, so they're doing it, but they're just not putting in the effort. Right. And to be fair, there's people that put in the effort and still, like, just fall back, but... Yeah, but I think a lot of it is just people half-assing the... It's definitely the work. it's definitely the half ass the effort because they'll like go off like they'll read something and they'll say okay I got it and then they'll be like I put in so much time in studying and it's like they go back and they think about what they did and it was like dude you read a page put it down and said I was done yeah like one thing I've learned in school like I had this professor uh, Dr Jordan you know what I'm talking about right yeah yeah Dr Kevin Jordan you guys should look him up um, he's a very brilliant man. And the one thing he actually made me like notice about myself was while I was going through school, I was being a memorizer, meaning I would try to sit there and continuously read or like look at something and try to remember it in my head. And it was always like when I was at the test, I would sit there and like second guess myself. Is that what I remember? Is that what it is? And then I noticed from him, he's saying, instead of being a memorizer, be an understander. Whereas when you're looking down at the book or like looking at a question, you're able to like Take that question and like look at all your options and kind of understand, well, A can't be it because that doesn't make sense because that wouldn't work with this. Right. B wouldn't work because B is like – if you actually understand the material compared to like yeah. just second – like just going in and kind of winging it with like a memorization, you're never going to get anywhere because of the sole fact – say you do pass a test. Your guessing came in handy. Your memory boomed. At the end of the day, you go out into the job. You're like, I don't even understand what's going on. I'm kind of just doing what I'm yeah. doing. And, and maybe then, maybe you get the job because of the degree. Yeah. But you don't climb because you can't actually – like once you get to the job, it's like, oh, now I have to learn so that I'm able to get promoted right. and do well. Yeah. So that's definitely – that's something that um, – so I realized when I took psychology – because my psychology teacher, did you take psychology? I did. Did you have Richard Rogers? I did not. I had um, a guy I cannot remember. But if uh, you said his name, I would know. I just. Well, I had Richard Rogers for psychology, like right. general psych and okay. social psych. He had a lecture one day where he taught us like the actual best way for human minds to learn information. Okay. Uh, like just based off of research. And I had this realization when he was breaking this, like, method down, that's exactly what I'd already been doing. And then I figured it out somewhere in, like, junior year of high school. I, like – and that's what I mean about, like, that mentality. If if I'm going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. It's not just – it's not just reading the pages and trying to, like, memorize the words or something. It's, like, figuring out a method to teach yourself the info. And then being diligent and like, I actually understand this, like trying to teach it to somebody else. Like that's something that I do all the time. Like even with this method, once I've realized, like once I had articulated this learning, this learning method, learning technique, whatever, and then I became a tutor, I was teaching it to people. I was like, which is the best memory. And now, now I got it so down, right? So, um. Yeah, that was really interesting. And people have – I actually had an email from a girl this semester. This is like really crazy um, saying how my tutoring to her last semester has like made her really good at math now. 
And now she's like killing it in her current math class. Yeah, don't get your uh, that's no, don't get honestly, your hopes up, buddy. She's no, just trying to like hook up with you. It's possible. So you're probably like you're probably like she's like this kid's an idiot. She was like she's <laughs> like okay, he's a cute idiot. Let me see what I can do. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I, it was kind of that way because she was like, if you ever want to call me. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. My Come on, is, give us more details, Logan. No, I didn't, I didn't call her. But um, <laughs> I took it as pure compliment for my teaching skills. Yeah. Um, anyway, the method, if you're interested in knowing, are you interested in knowing? Method for math? For teaching. Teaching? For learning. Oh, okay. Teaching yourself stuff. So, I mean, sure. Let me basically, hear like, you do. If, you, if you make a study guide or, like, take all your notes from class, first of all, take notes in class. It's, like, first thing I see people not doing in some of my classes that, are, that aren't doing well. Like, usually it's just not taking good notes. Right. And then after taking all your good notes, condense them into, like, as little pages as possible. Like, there's all the important stuff. And when you're looking at this page, like read the first line and then cover it up and try to remember what it was and then look at it and then try to remember what it was. So like until you can remember it without looking at it, then move to the next line, read that, and then cover it all up, try to remember the first and the second, Mm -hmm. right? And then you just continue on the page and you keep going back like, do I remember the first, do I remember the second, third? And after you do that, you literally, like the way your brain remembers it. Uh, it's, it's like that that photo that photographic memory thing, right? <laughs> Logan's dog is whining. Yeah, my, my dog's just like asking for attention. Um, it's like that photographic memory thing where um, you can, on a test, see the like the page almost as an image in your mind because you've remembered. If you write, if you write your condensed notes well, you've connected each idea, right? Because usually right. it's like a linear progression of knowledge in a class. It's like chapter two has stuff from chapter one integrated into it. So if you remember in that order, in that linear order, you actually get the full understanding of the material because, like, the way your brain links it all up is you can you can just remember the first little bit and connect a bunch of ideas off of it, and vice versa, right? So that's kind of the best way to do it, I found. And that's my like, proven research, actually. And My best um, way of studying was um, I would definitely just read the material. I was a bit – I did take notes. I was a big note taker. But mostly I would just take the notes kind of – so it kind of built like a kind of like a vision in my head of like, okay, I've seen this before. Okay. And then while I read the textbook, I would kind of like just – understand what i was reading and like connect it back to my notes of like what i wrote down and i was like oh he that's what he said in class or that's how he described this and then say i was like stuck on something i found myself to be a very visual learner so what i would do is i would actually go on youtube and i would just look up the way i mean the krebs cycle for example like i couldn't i wasn't able to just read it and say okay the, the pyruvates go this way or like or the pyruvates go that way right you know? i would always like i would actually have to look at an image or a diagram that someone drew out and then I would be able to like formulate the same image in my head and just place the words in the, in the dots. Like I would just form like my own way of understanding how each thing moved and then just place it in its positions and then just understand like, okay, so if the pyruvates came first and you're using those, like, are they going to the 
lactic acid or they form it in alcohol and, and I would just understand like it's going here because of this it's going there because of that oh, okay. it was just like a great way to understand because if you're sitting at the test and you're like running through a diagram in your head rather than just trying to like remember text mm -hmm. it's like easier like I will always remember a picture compared to like okay. the actual minute details within a sentence well I don't mean that you actually see the words, but just the yeah. way the dots connect. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a good. That's a good yeah. way. So well. it's like I understand I think, what you were saying. Yeah, I think uh, I think there are people that are like just visual learners. That makes a lot of sense. I actually, yeah. um, a girl that I knew in Alabama, actually a good friend of mine, used to be. Um, <laughs> tell us more about again. <laughs> no, no, not not on this podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you, but. You probably already know. Um, yeah, that's why I was bringing it she, up. She would take, because she's a virtual learner, she would, she, she probably still does this, she would take notes, she like showed me her notebook, I was explaining all this stuff, she would take notes and pictures. So like, her mm. entire notebook was drawings and like different colors and shit, and it like all made sense to her. I've seen that. Like I've very few that. words, like just drawings and shit. <laughs> And that's how she would learn. There's no way. I would be drawing stick figures and I would come <laughs> back and I would say, what the fuck is that? Like, I, I do doodle in class. Like, if I had to get bored, I would doodle. Okay. But I'm not. No, there's no way. I would never understand what I drew. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. I wish I wish I was that artistic. And she was smart yeah. doing that. So, like, I think she figured that method out and then she was doing really well. So, I think a part of, like... That mentality of I'm, if I have to do it, yeah. school, that I'm going to fucking do it like mm. well. Part of that isn't just working hard; it's working smart. Like learn how the like we learn the methodology to be successful at it, and that goes with anything. Like learn whatever system you have to learn to do for well. you, for you, for you. It yeah. can be different for it's everybody. all individuals. I mean, like math, yeah. for example, the teacher is always trying to say you have to do this way, you have to do this way. Yeah, I maybe, say if you understand it your way, continue. Like as long as you're getting the right answer, like exactly, and, and you understand, just get the right answer and tell the teacher, hey, like, and then show them your way, so you're not like accused of cheating or something like. Just be like, yeah. I understand you want me to do this way, and instead of getting an argument with them, just explain like I'm better off this way. As you can see, I, I'm doing better my way that I understand. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone, everyone's a different person. Individuality. Yeah, and it's not that. I mean, I I totally agree, and I also think that like some parts of one person's system could be applicable to another person learning their own system. So like maybe a part of what they teach would work for you in your system, but maybe not just take it as like the whole thing is the only way to do it. Right. There's other ways to understand it, like you're saying. Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's like an important step with anything you're trying to be successful at. Is going over how to be better. Like every yeah. time you do it, like where the fuck can I improve? Right. For me, like what? Where? Where's my sticking point, and how can I work around it? Right. And the most important part of that is understanding your flaws, because if you go up and say I'm I'm doing this, why am I not getting it? Well, maybe that's that's the reason you're probably doing something wrong that's not suiting your individuality. Yeah. Like you got to be able to accept your flaws and move on to bigger, better things. Like self-awareness. Self-awareness. Like be self-aware that some things in, that you do actually may be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? As bad to as that think, sounds, no one wants that, to be yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah. To think that anyone <laughs> can make a wrong choice. Yeah. Like, Especially, I, yeah, you would never do something wrong, Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's, if you're able to like accept the fact, then you'll, you know. Something. Yeah. 
no but, one's like, no one's uh, acceptable to change. But sometimes you just have to make the change to better yourself. Yeah, well, I think I think everybody is guilty at some point of always recognizing other people fucking up. Yeah. And then, like, never never seeing how they can be fucking up. Yeah, like, like okay, I guess I did something yeah, wrong. Like, yeah. oh, that guy fucking, yeah. that guy really fucked up. Mm. He's fucking, like, he's doing a bad thing. Oh, job. it's his fault. And then, like, yeah. later down the road, someone goes off and says, well, what were you doing? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I was watching him fuck up. Oh. Yeah. Great. That's a turn, great way Turn to the see. mirror on yourself yeah, and great. see where you can be doing the same thing. Hey, buddy. Yeah, but, um, definitely, definitely being, being an understander. Compared to a memorizer is definitely a good thing. Hello, doggy. I'm not a big fan of your dogs, Logan. Why? They're definitely really shaky. Like, my dog, you just pet him and he'll lay down and go to sleep. Your dogs, you pet them, they start to cry. And then you stop petting them and they continue to cry. I don't know what they want. You know? Dang, my last, my last relationship just described this woman. I have no idea what it is you want. Yeah, my dogs are definitely the equivalent of like two-year-old humans. They're they're like they're completely helpless and emotionally unstable. Like, Imagine those things trying to run, like run away. I always think about that. Like if they if they went into the wild, instantly dead. Like what would they? What would they do? They would just probably just sit down and be like, "I'm dead." <laughs> There's no one like they won't eat off of they won't eat out of bowls or plates. Like we have to put it on the ground, wow. and even then, they won't eat it. I'm confused. Just because they're they're just like mentally fucked. Like whatever. What did you the, do to them? No, they're just that way. It's just like that breed of dog. So I have eat? I have Maltese and Yorkie mixes. So, and definitely my dogs are more fucked than most, just because. They were mistrained, probably. Um, they both eat... They're a brother and sister, Jack and Sipsy. They're Morkies, is what we call them. Um, yeah. I like your Morkies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they both get a hot dog in the morning. Well, it's a split between them. Oh, my God. Because if you don't, they'll just not eat dog food and get to the point where they're so hungry that they throw up. So you have to get them started with a hot dog. Who trained them? Well, we got them when we were all very young, my brothers and I, and we oh just we would God. always feed them from the table, and <laughs> they have like, to have their hot dog. Yeah, but like they, the people they, at work, they gotta have their coffee. In the to morning. be fair, to be fair, they've always just been helpless, like babies. Like they never have grown up. They've always been that way. So it's always been like this: the black one, Sipsy. She won't drink out of water if you're not next to her. Like when she was little, you'd have to put your finger. In the water bowl, so she knows it's safe to drink out of it. All right. And now she won't drink unless you're standing right next to it. It's crazy. And she'll bark at you to come stand stand next. Are you serious? Yeah, like she's just always been that way. So they are like mentally just two year olds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, dude. I can't honestly. Like I like dogs. Like I love animals, but it's something weird. Like whenever my dogs get around me, I'm just like don't want them to be around me. I'm like please just. Like, I feel bad, so I'll pet them and stuff, but then after, like, a couple minutes, I'm like, dude, like, you gotta go. Like, and then the second they start bar- barking, I've never seen so much rage. Like, I'd be sitting in my room, all quiet, collective, someone barks and scares the shit out of me. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm walking in my room, screaming and yelling, my stress levels are above, the, like, over the roof, and it's like, 
please shut the fuck up. And they just continue to go and go. Yeah. And they also cry. Let's walk over here. All right, I'm going to walk with you. So, yeah, I, I also think dogs are really cool. Like, I think they're interesting animals. But they, uh, like, the small breeds that just are genetically fucked up because humans bred them that way. Like, the breeds of dogs that wouldn't survive without human care. I don't think any of them, really. Are kind of not enjoyable to be around. No, no they're around like something like a bull mastiff. Yeah, or like... I've seen... Yeah, I've seen, dude. I've golden, seen... Golden Retrievers, like, uh... Labs. Even those, I've seen those, like, babies, too. Yeah, but I'm that's that's if they're training. I'm saying that breed of dog can be wild and, like, be almost like a wolf. In Alabama... When I would go hunting, because I used to hunt when I lived up there, I haven't in a long time. We would come across like packs of wild dog, and, and they were them. they were like breeds of like well they were all mixed up and muddy now, but they were like you could tell that they were like they're mutts, okay, labs and golden retrievers, like those kinds of bigger house dogs just got out and then fucked some other okay. house dog and became like a fucking tribe like wolves, and they take <clears> down. Deer. They have a lot of those in Italy. And they're super aggressive. Yeah. When I was over in Italy, um I've shot one, yeah. You have? Yeah. No. You don't want to eat it. They eat like they're like scavengers out there. Yeah, they do over in uh they're pretty Hong Kong. My buddy asked them to get there and eat dog. But um over they're probably not wild dogs. No, they're wild. Really? Yeah, they they actually what they do is he said there's like a festival where they like literally like go out, catch dogs and then they boil dogs. And eat the dogs like as a like a normal day food, like a normal day food instead of like that's in going Hong Kong. Out Hong Kong, yeah, yeah. I've seen like there's there's a uh, there's like some kind of ceremony or some kind of just tradition of a ceremony of like just throwing a whole dog on a grill, like, yeah, not cutting it's, it up, just like a tired dog, like it's, just charred on the side. It's normal, and then pick it's from normal. It. We're it's just so weird. we're just except. Like, we're just accepted to that type yeah, of... Yeah, it is weird how you know? we just choose, like, this animal's a pet animal, yeah. and they don't get killed. Yeah, like, that's, that's how it don't is. Don't kill like, it. That's a pet animal. Yeah, that's literally what we said. Like, we've got to the point. Have you ever seen the movie The Croods? No. No, it was, like, a little animation of, like, cavemen. Nicolas Cage was uh, crude. Okay. And what he would... Like, what they did is just they showed, like... They would be, like, little things. For example, shoes. They, like... They didn't want to walk on the hard rocks, so they grabbed, like, little tiny, like, starfish or whatever they found on the ground and, like, tied it up to their feet. And they're like, the guy goes, oh, those are called shoes. <laughs> and they would, <laughs> in this movie, they would just show you things that became, but going to, to pets, there was, like, a giant cat. Like, a giant, like, think of a house cat, but, like, giant size, like, elephant size. Okay. Crude, Nicolas Cage, went off and actually said... You're my pet now. And it was like, he had this giant cat, like a little cat like yours. I mean, Just your cat's massive. not little. Like, no offense. Yeah, I got a big fat cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, he just took this cat and he like, it showed like the, you know, human, oh, ex- uh, fuck. The human, what, I forgot. The human perception or the human connection to animals. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it is a weird thing. How, like, it's acceptable. Like, I was thinking about this today because I was fishing this morning. 
Like, no one gives a fuck about the suffering of fish when you catch them. Not at all. It's weird. It's like, that's just a drone, like, that thing has no mind. Like, today I caught... Really, it really doesn't. It's I weird. caught a trout, and the hook went through the top of its mouth and out of its eye. Like, poked its eye out <laughs> from the inside. That's awful. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah, that's crazy. But you just feel nothing for the animal. It's like, oh, that thing is, like, not even thinking. It's just because their eyes. You see, like, a cow or a pig, and they have, like mammal eyes and that's where you're like oh that's like there's feeling in those eyes like that's what makes you care about dogs like you look at a dog's eyes and it's like puppy dog eyes yeah. and the eyes what it is like they say it's a window to the soul yeah you know what it is is we've evolved to the same chemical uh the same molecules that get released like neurotransmitters when you're looking alright so we were just talking about dogs and how it's weird how like dogs or pets, and then other animals aren't. Yeah, you were the, saying how they have. Um, we've developed these neurotransmitters. Yeah. So this, so the same chemicals that go off in your brain when you're looking at a human that you love, uh, go off in a dog's brain when a dog looks into the eyes of a person. And a similar thing happens in a human's brain, but it's it's not. Um, it is. It is like love chemicals. Yeah. So. That's, I think, why when you look in the eyes of some mammals, you actually feel like, oh, that's that animal has a soul. It's just because yeah, you your own chemicals are going off, right? And it's like I have empathy for that animal. You look at a fish; there's none of that. Like you haven't yeah. evolved any of it. So that fish could have just as much soul as a dog, but because it's a fish, you're like, you know what? Yeah, it's crazy. Like everything you're talking eye. about just pulls me back to the Bible. I mean, like earlier when we were talking about the cecum, yeah, like the the whole fish thing is like even in the Bible it says if you're gonna like eat, it would be a fish. Like the the Bible was big on like fish and wine. Yeah, there's know? a theory. There's a theory that we were like water monkey type things. It doesn't go along with the Bible, <laughs> but, yeah. but anyway. But the, an evo- there's an evolutionary theory that. Like pre-humans were these like chimps that lived in shallow water okay. and would spear hunt fish, and that's why you know yeah, fish oil is really fucking good for you, especially for your brain. So the theory is like there's there's it's not well understood how humans' brains got so big. There's a whole bunch of theories on it, and one of them is that the the brain food fish. Everyone always said that growing yeah, up. Yeah, like especially cooking it. Yeah, because cooking crazy. meat, cooking meat as well. So like the theory is like fire. And the fish oil and fish, like that DHA and EPA, just made our brains grow. Um, and those other things. How do you explain well. a bear? <laughs> yeah. Hey, How do you explain a bear? Uh, he's so a mammal. Mammals are very intelligent beings, regardless of what they are. Yeah, bears are fucking smart. I mean, think, well, I mean, just bears, mammals in general are very smart things. If you have the uh, if you have the ability to remember or recall memory, you're just automatically smart. The one thing I would want you to explain to me is not so much a bear, but an octopus. You know, that's an actually smart animal. That now that's that's like, like that's giving that's like a vertebrate like human. the ability to take over human. You know, yeah, that's like a human <clears throat> kind of mind. Yeah, that that's weird. Them. It's like a human Same mind. Dolphins. Yeah, dolphins. Yes, the connection, the human connection to dolphins and animals is crazy. Like it's it's it just weird. weird. It's super weird. Like why is it we are so It's just a different close. it's just a different smart, I think. Like Yeah. Remember though, 
dolphins are mammals. Yeah. We go back to the ability, like, once you hit fish form, you don't have the ability to, like, memorize or recall information. I mean, one of the stupidest animals are a freaking shark, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. The sharks are just, like, it's aggressive just like a, animals. It's just a pure fucking killing machine. Yeah. Literally. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but Killing Frenzy was actually... It wasn't so much that they're going off, like, killing a mass amount of animals. Well, it is, but it's also was given the Killing Frenzy name because these sharks were so chemically uh, chemically advanced while eating food. They were so, like, they would just constantly bite. They would just, like, they, once they smelled blood or they were, like, close to a bunch of animals, hormones would go off, cause them to just constantly attack and go off and eat, eat, eat to the point where they would actually attack themselves Without realizing, and they would just bite themselves until they like killed themselves. So really? like while attacking all these different fish, like trying to just get a midnight snack, they would be so caught up and elusive to what they're doing, they would just eat themselves, yeah. and they would just kill themselves. And like people would just wonder why all these carcasses would end up on the um, the shore and say, yo, what the heck ate the shark? Right. And then biologists would just go off. Oh, it's actually normal. Like it, it happens a lot. You know, a killing frenzy is because of something like that. And it's weird, you know, like that we have the ability to stop and notice and understand where something like a fish is just there. Literally. Yeah. Like it's just there. It's weird how they adapt because they're so far behind where we are. Maybe, maybe mentally, Definitely mentally. That's what's like, I feel like the unlock is the brain. Because you make the argument that without the mind, like those other animals are just living for their biological like wiring purposes. Like yeah. Reproduce, right? Goes back to say, are they here for us? You know, that's probably yeah. why we think we're so important. Like we're selfish beings by always saying everything's for us. But that it makes us think, if we're here with the ability to do thing, the things we're doing, why is it they're there? Like, all they're doing is, like, developing an ecosystem, but for us. In a yeah, way. you look at animals like deer. Like, yeah. that thing is just there to get eaten. <laughs> yeah, like, it how does it serve a purpose out there? I don't know. Right? These, I've looked up videos on YouTube of, like, lion attacks gazelle. Sure, yeah. And I would see, like, it's weird. They would just sit there mindlessly, and then... The tiger or lion would just eat it. It would just attack it. And you would see like, oh my god, like he's getting eaten, but he's showing like no fear or he's not trying, attempting to move. And yeah. it's like weird. Like, see, they, they, I think, see, I think that's an example of where evolving a strong mind would have been negative to the species. Right. Can you imagine how anxious a deer would be all the time if they had the brain of a person? Yeah. Because humans are able to think. Like into the future and like plan. So if you were a deer, you knew those lions living here, right. and you just saw them sitting behind a tree, you'd be like, "Oh fuck!" Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck you're lions. planning the future. They're gonna eat me, yeah. so I'm gonna run. Like, and you're just constantly like a running zebra. Away. A zebra doesn't have that kind of mind. Like a zebra eating grass could see lions sitting on the ground. This is why when lions hunt, they'll actually sit down, like while they're just watching, yeah. waiting. Stalking they'll sit. Prey. And zebras. Will look at a sitting lion and not get any fear response because they're like, oh, that's a sitting lion. Sitting lions don't eat me. 
chasing lions eat me. Yeah. So they're not freaked out until the lion stands up and starts chasing them. And then all the fear response kicks off. They're like, fuck, I gotta go. I gotta get eaten. So if it was a human... The the line is drawn. So I almost feel like they evolved to have that weak mind because it wouldn't have been beneficial for them to be thinking a lot. It's better for them if they sit around and maybe get eaten so that the next generation can grow up. Possibly. And, but like their whole goal, around, their whole goal babies. is to protect their baby, like whenever they're in a chase. Yeah, very true. Right? Even if they get eaten. Well, so they kind of show something for us. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, what do we want to do? We always protect the child. Maybe it's like a natural, natural biological thing that makes for sense, all man. species to like make sure they're young, continue to thrive to get to where we are today. We yeah. probably were so sexually active, we were able to constantly reproduce and develop the minds that we have today. Whereas something like, you know, I mean, think about it. Our population has grown to 8 billion. 8 billion people on this planet. I mean, that's similar to like that. That number is similar to insects. Yeah. Like you'll never see what other species has that high amount of people, you know? I want to say people, but population. I mean, we're killing off everything else, and it seems like they just get slower and slower by the day. Like a lot of chickens or something. Yeah, but we we chemically fucked. But it's those because things. it's because yeah, we there's a lot of chickens because there's a lot of people. Yeah, chickens. We eat. chemically fucked them. We get we got to the point. I remember reading an article. They're trying to make chickens to where they don't actually like walk. They're just a big ball of meat. They just grow super they've fast. Already, they've already like successfully done that, and it's crazy. They're like. Um, just feeding them like hormones and shit. Right. Like if you look at the chickens that are bred for their meat and aren't obviously organic, <laughs> giant muscly. They can't even stand. Yeah, they don't. Have, they don't have the uh, strength. I mean, they just are so plumped up. They have tiny bones and massive meat. Right. Literally, and that's how it is for uh, the American population. But uh, instead of like strength, it's just fats. Which is true. I remember I was going down the beach the other day and I was like, you know, there's a lot more out of shape people than I've noticed. And me losing weight, I'm like, I was just a normal person. Like I always, like some people wake up every day and they're like, you know, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that. But if you pay attention to the population, you don't stick out as much. You actually are, that's normal. Yeah, you're the average. Like you're an average <laughs> human being if you're obese or you have- In America. Weight. In America, I was, like, yeah. Because yeah, it's weird. It's weird. You it's, go to the America's gym- fattest. But yeah, really, seriously. Yeah. Like you sit down and you actually think about the average Damn. population. Like when I went to New Jersey, everyone there is fat too. Like there's no difference. At Disney World, uh, like a few weeks ago, it's the exact the wedding. Yeah. yeah, for my mom's wedding was like holy shit. Like the, the amount of people just on scooters that like oh. <laughs> would walk out of the restaurant and get on their scooter and then ride somewhere and like get off their scooter, like. There's a lot of fat people. Yeah, and a lot. not to say that they're not a person like they deserve respect, but come on, get up. Get there's no, a lot fuck of them. them. Get my up, brother's start making, moving. My uh, my brother was making a joke. He was like, "Man, when I have kids, if any of my kids starts to get chubby, we're having household PE day once no, a fucking week. <laughs> we're gonna go in the yard and just run laps. Like <laughs> they're not gonna be fat. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm definitely for that. I'm definitely for that. One time I was in Walmart. In line for food, there was this big lady just sitting on her little scooter chair, right? She pays for her stuff. She, like, gets the receipt. She collects her bags. You know what she does? What? She stands up, 
leaves the scooter and walks out of the store. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, how am I supposed to get from where I'm at to the cashier? I'm like, what in the world? You're riding that scooter for what? You know, they just don't want to walk around. And it's like, you got to get up and be active. Jesus. I think the best thing anyone could ever do is get a gym membership just for the sole fact no one goes outside anymore. Or even if, because if people have an excuse not to, that's when they just don't do anything. Yeah. And I feel like one of their main excuses for gym memberships is like it costs a lot of money sometimes. So just go run. Like just go outside and just start running. Walk. Like walk. Or walk. Like, yeah. Walk at first and then just yeah. run. Like, Instead of walking to the fridge, walk to the front door and get your ass outside. One of the best things you can do like, is walk after a meal, actually. Probably to help digest or something. Yeah. like Most people would go and sit down and maybe have dessert. Mm. And it's actually bad. Like it makes you sore fat, supposedly. So, Yeah. It's weird. Humans I wouldn't are, doubt it. It's because you're in a... Stable state and the biggest time for you actually losing weight is when your heart is beating. Yeah. When your heart's really racing. That's why I actually read this thing. It says if you go to the gym, like to get a real workout, you want your heartbeat to accelerate for like 20 to 30 minutes. That's why like when I'm at the gym, what I do is I get like between reps, I count to 30 just so I give myself a 30 second break instead of sitting there. Like when I go with my buddies, I'm sitting there for like five minutes just talking. I'm like – and yeah. then at the end of the workout, or you're I'm waiting like, for them to do theirs. Yeah, set, right? so I'm sitting yeah. there like afterwards, and I'm like, "Yo, like I'm not sore. I feel like I didn't even work out. We were there for three hours, and I'm like, I haven't accomplished anything. I just developed this new, you know, full body workout that I've been doing, and I've noticed like me going by myself and just like showing up, saying like I'm just going to work out because I don't want to be here. It's like I've been doing more. Like I'll show up, I like get done sets like within a couple minutes and I've noticed like there's still people sitting down, sitting on their phone, doing like the same workout that I was doing 10 minutes ago. And I'm yeah. already two, three workouts down and, the road. And uh, that's when it starts to get annoying just people sitting around, right? Yeah, exactly. You have to be on a machine you want. Exactly. You have to go up and be like, hey, how many more sets do you have? Oh, two more, two more. 20 minutes later, he's on his like last set. I found that often if I ask people that, it like puts pressure on them. And then I'll stand yeah. like right next to them. On my phone or something, like waiting. Yeah, I did that the other day. And then she get really pressured. So like, all right, I'm gonna fucking work out then. Right. Yeah, that's why I often have gone alone. Like, I actually don't yeah. like going with people. That's why I go by myself. Yeah. Right Not that I like. Sometimes I do want the company of like, you know, to help like perfect my form or to give me a little push. Like, just because sometimes when someone else is there, I'll try to grab like the next weight up just to like push myself, show them. Like, yeah, that could be good. You know? Like, if you're both into. Not socializing and just working out, right. and then you can make it a friendly competition. Yeah, that's a really good way to work yeah, out. Sometimes I'll do that, but most yeah. of the time, lately, like definitely lately, I've been just going by myself. I just haven't, I haven't found anyone that's like really like that. It's like, well, all right, we're gonna nice work. and easy, buddy. I'm Vito. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I, that's new though. Well, I, it might not work because, because yeah. to be fair, like. No, we don't. You're someone that I out. talk a lot. To. Yeah, we don't like, shut the fuck up. If I'm out. around you, like I'll just start like talking about yeah. your thoughts, right? So we would never stop talking. Don't ever yeah. go to the gym when I'm going. Shoot yeah. me a text. Yeah. Well, when I'm in the gym, I can like if I see people I know, I just will not talk talk to them. Yeah, unless they're right next to me. <laughs> yeah, we automatically just go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember even in school, I'd go up to you in school. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna yeah. get anything done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's um, crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and since I've been like more social in the gym and shit like that, and even at school, 
Like, I find myself getting spoken to in the gym when I don't want to be. Yeah. And I try to avoid eye contact with people, and they'll just walk up to me and, like, yeah. touch my back or something. And, you're like, you're and I'll say, yeah. yeah. And then I'll, like, look at that. Headphones in, but you can't. I can't hear you. You're talking to me. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. If you put headphones in, stay on the ground. And you, yeah. People are like, okay, I'm not going to talk to them today. It's not yeah. like I disrespect you or I'm like, I'm just trying to get something yeah. done. Yeah. But what I found is people would be like, are you okay? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're not talking anymore. I'm yeah. just trying to work out. Have you ever had somebody pull out an earbud while you're in a set? Somebody just walking up to you and like, mm-hmm. I've had that happen to me. Like I was in the yes. middle. Yes. I was in the middle of, uh, Pressing dumbbells, like inclined chest press, and some dude, like in the middle of a heavy set, came up. Not some dude, like another guy, came up and took one of my earbuds out and just started talking to me. And I was like, Ugh, like freaking out, yeah. like pressing his weight up. No, I feel and you. it completely threw me off. Like I had to stop the set. Like Someone, it, yeah, people have done that to me. Like they're trying to like say something to me, and I'm like, I can't hear you, so they'll take it out. And I'm like, dude, I didn't want you to like yeah. tell me. Like I'm working out. Yeah, I'm working yeah. out. I, yeah, I definitely understand. That's a big problem in the gym. The isolation yeah. part. But of before, when I was more antisocial, anyway, it was not ever a problem. Like, I just wouldn't ever talk to anybody. Yeah. Then I have to deal with it. That's now, why I, that's why I love new places because I get more done. Yeah, when I first moved down here and I just knew nobody, that was like the prime workouts. Mm-hmm. Like, I was working out so fucking hard because I was just going there. And had nothing else to do but just right. lift the fucking weight. It was like, oh, I'm here. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. Right? So, yeah, it's definitely different now. But I used to. It could first, also be an excuse. Right? First time I went to the. <laughs> first time I went to the gym here, um, it was with Tikahari. Yeah. And it was so weird because Tikahari and I weren't really friends. But one day he called me up and was like, you want to go to the gym with me? It was for LA. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go. Um, Tikahari is one of my friends, good friends, by the way. So we go to the gym and I didn't have a membership. So what I would do is I would grab a towel from my house, put it over my shoulder. And while I'm walking to the gym, the guy would like say hi to me or something or try stopping me. I'm like, Oh, my stuff's in the locker. I was just going to my car to grab my towel and I would walk into the gym. And huh. then before they didn't have the emergency exit. Oh, you just yeah, walked straight to the pool. I would walk straight to the pool. Mark, the old GM there, told me the reason why he did that was because they had lots of guests just walking through there. And I swear it was because of me. Because I never <laughs> saw anyone but myself do that. Yeah, I miss Mark. He was, like, so he was an interesting guy to talk to. He's, he actually uh, posts on Facebook a lot. He's a very smart We guy. should interview him on we here. We should. We should fucking interview him on we here. We should because he's a very smart guy. Do you he's, have his number? I don't think I, I have it on my new phone. I do. I can call him up. But we, should yeah, do that. we should do that sometime. Yeah. He's All a right super now. innovative guy when it comes to... Uh, He's interesting. Guys. He's an interesting guy yeah. to talk to. And he's also into yeah. That's one thing we're going to start doing on this podcast. So this is this is Vito and I. This is our podcast, The Millennial Mindset. We're going to start bringing people on here that, or that we think would be interesting to have a conversation with and just record it, post yeah. it, see what the fuck happens, you know? Yeah, with time, more podcasts will come with more people. Yeah. Different things to talk about. Yeah, right now it's just Vito and I's... Staying in Logan's kitchen because we don't have a consistent spot. Yeah. It was a car, my house, (laughs) your house. Yeah. Starting on the couch from the kitchen table to like the actual kitchen. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get our bearings. We will. We're going to have to Uh, get our own place. Well, 
Shaq. I think it's. I mean, it's, it's been like an hour and a half, man. Should yeah, we call it, it there? Let's call yeah. it. All right, peace out, everybody. Have a good one. Every all all like one guy that listens to this. I'm like. Yeah, I wish uh, we were playing gin and Hey, Ryan, now. please uh, hit me up. Y'all call in, right? Because yeah. I think people can call in. So if anybody does hear this, like, call in, I guess. I don't know how that function works, but that'd be fucking cool. Like, if some, some dude, some woman, guy or girl, some lovely young person calls in and just starts, like, talking to us on here. It would be really cool. That'd be really cool. Conversation fucking. would not go down. Imagine Elon Musk calling us. That would that that'd oh be. My, uh, I feel like my mind would be blown more than anything. I wouldn't even know what to say to him because he knows more than I do. But um, yeah, I would almost that, just be like, "All right, <laughs> yeah, like, what do I do? Like, start from start from A and go to Z, Elon. I just want to hear everything in your brain. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just teach me a bunch of shit. Like I don't want to talk. Starting with A, a jet will go to Mars. Cool. Cool. Starting with cool. B. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call it there. Yeah, bye bye, everybody. Yeah. All right, peace out. All right. <laughs> so we were just talking about I'm moving to a fully furnished house. So I have like a house full of furniture up for grabs. And I do not want to purchase that in the <laughs> And I'm highly recommending that be, no one buys one pizza. <laughs> it would be a very good, like, it would be the worst thing you've ever done. Hmm. Good thing, good thing we're doing a testing right now.